It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Episode 78 with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe. We are uh, bringing you a new episode here this week. Uh, wild weekend in Nashville sports in general. So much going on. The Preds play two. I'll call them. Oh, oh that's me. My bad. Gosh, I don't even know how to work stuff. I'm sorry. I hear I hear myself double right now, Rich, and we only need to hear I, me once right now. I turned it off. I turned it off. I was trying to check All the right, YouTube feed. Uh, checking that YouTube feed. We are on YouTube tonight, so everyone that's watching, we really appreciate it. You know what? It's my favorite time of the year because it's hoodie weather. Oh, I can ha- I have an excuse to wear a hoodie every day if I want to. I know you wear the hoodie all the time. I'm I rocking do. this National Predators hoodie. I pulled it out of the closet today. I haven't worn it all year since last season. I love hoodie weather. I love the fall. Oh, absolutely. The o- the only thing that sucks about the fall is it does get dark earlier. I hate that part of it. But other than that, I am so happy about the fall. It's There's so yes. much going on right now. The leaves are turning. I it's love it. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. I don't see how that's possible. How was your weekend, man? I know you had a fun weekend with some family. Uh, had your celebrated an anniversary, man. Congratulations. It was, it was my our uh, wedding anniversary. We went to um, Harrodsburg, Kentucky. Yep. <clears throat> Stayed at a place there. The, the pictures were them. beautiful, man. The pictures were awesome. They were they were outstanding. So congratulations. Yeah. I'm happy for you, man. I, I'm glad you had a really good weekend. I did you get? You? Oh, it was a really good weekend, man. I'm working a new job right now, so that's good. Getting in the swing of things, but uh, still got to watch the Preds this weekend, which was awesome. Mm. We did a watch along with yes. uh, the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel for Canucks and Preds on Friday night. And I just had I just had a blast. I mean, it was oh, so yeah, much was fun uh, doing it with Isha, who is the f- co-founder of the Hockey Podcast Network, which is what we are a part of. It was so awesome doing that with him. I had so much fun, and of course, I had more fun because the Preds won. He is he is a he lives on Vancouver Island in Canada, and he's a big Canucks fan. So we did we did the stream together. We watched the game together. Reacted to it live. There was like around twenty five to thirty people in the chat at all times. And so for all of our listeners watching tonight, all of our loyal listeners who we love, we are going to be doing our own Catfish on Ice watch along very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Me and Rich will be uh, watching the game with all of you. We're going to talk about it together. That's the whole point of these watch alongs is getting all of our listeners to comment on the game, have a fun discussion. We welcome in the fan of the other team as well to come in. It's a lot of fun. So we got that Definitely. plan for you coming down the pipe. It's 
going to be coming down very, very shortly. And hopefully in the next week or two, we put a poll out there. We need yeah, you to vote out. on it right now. Which yep. game would you prefer for us to cover? So we will get into that poll a little bit later. We'll see if anyone's voted on it yet. It's a pretty brand new poll. But let's let you know what we got in store for you. Tons. We, we got two very different games to react to from the weekend. We've got a really exciting game, arguably the most exciting uh, best win of the season for the Preds, and then they followed that up in classic fashion with a dud, big dud, with, with a oh massive with a massive thump, thumbs down against the oh. Chicago Blackhawks of all teams. And so we got we're going to look at both of those games. They are literally polar opposites of each other uh, from this weekend by the Preds. But we're going to react to both of those games. We've got to get into this rookie race because we've got at least two Preds players right now who are catching NHL national attention when it comes to the rookie race. I know it's very early and things can change. I know Ellie Tolvanen was in that mix last season before he got hurt. We got to talk about the rookie race, see what's really sticking out, talk about those players. And then, of course, we've got Kyle Perkins joining us later this – because it's Monday, so we got Kyle Perkins joining. Kyle Perkins is joining us for Perks Picks. He's got a whole list of things that happened over the week that's on his list. So we can't wait for him to join us for that. And then we're really just going to react to the entire weekend that was Nashville sports because it was, I got to tell you, it was crazy. All of your teams that you could be excited about if you're a Nashville sports fan. Oh, my gosh. There was so much to get into. It's so great to have all these sports going on at once. And it's almost too much to keep up with. So we're going to touch on all that to round out this episode. And, of course, one more thing in quick hitters because I'm not going to overlook this because I am a diehard hockey fan in general. Alex Ovechkin, he has made a big milestone tonight. He's climbing up that goal list, all-time goal leader list. And so we're going to give him some love, and we're going to round up the episode talking about him. We'll have Kyle Perkins on the podcast on the episode live when we get to that segment, so we'll ask his opinion on that as well. We also have to talk about about that uh, David Riddick story. Don't forget about that. Lindsay's on here. Hi, Lindsay. Lindsay's going to yell at me. Lindsay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to forget about it. Don't yell at me. Don't yell at me, Lindsay. We're going to get to it. All right. We're ready for it. We're presented by DraftKings. Thank you, Lindsay, for hopping in and joining us tonight. We really appreciate you uh, and everything. We also got to update the Fantasy Hockey League standings right now. We're we're through four games of action, and it's pretty close. We're all kind of beating each other up right now. So we'll kind of update all of our uh, listeners on how our Fantasy Hockey League is going on right now. All right, let's get into it. Opening face-off tonight for episode 78 is the night and day weekend that was the Nashville Predators. And let's start with – I always like to start with the bad and then work my way to the good. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel about there, it. There was plenty of bad. So so let's start with the bad, which was Sunday night, last night, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Like <laughs> all, of all teams, of all teams that you're going to lay a nag against, you got to do it against the Blackhawks. Yeah, and, and one that is – Horrible. They're horrible. They're so and I bad. said I said going into I said going into this game that this is the type of game that the Preds always seem to just sleepwalk through, overlook, play their worst game, and they and they decided to do it. Uh luckily UC Soros was still locked in and made some really oh, critical saves, and the Preds salvaged a point. And Alex Carrier had a particularly really good game. He's doing very, very well this season. He's starting to really get into his own. And there were a couple of close moments where the Preds could have scored 
and maybe made the game a little bit more interesting. But in the end, it was a pretty boring game to watch. It was was a very, it was a very underwhelming performance for a team that I'm sorry. I came out of it very disappointed because if you want me to get to that moment where I feel like the Preds should be taken seriously when it comes to being in the top tier of the division and we do our rankings every Thursday's episode, every Thursday episode, if you want us to move them up to that top tier in this division and be taken seriously, they got to take care of business against teams like the Blackhawks. And they just they didn't are. do that. They just didn't do that on Sunday. They looked very underwhelming, whereas the Blackhawks looked more aggressive. They looked like they wanted to win that game more than the Preds did. And it was just very disappointing performance. Yeah, you got a point. And so the Preds are still right there in a current wild card position. They so are. that's that's something positive to take away from it in this early going. But in it. the end, in the end, you'd really like to see the Predators take care of business there and get those two points. Absolutely. And I think you tweeted something about it earlier um, that day. Um, the Predators do a good job of making not so good goalies look excellent. Um, yep. Kevin Lankin. And so the, the, the Blackhawks have only won one game. Well, two now. But the game they won, obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury played in that one. Lankin is was not good. But, man, he sure did a good job last night. I mean, he looked he looked good. He stopped everything except for Carrier's uh, big dive to the net. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's just really disappointing. You, you think they get a little steam going and then they do this. But I guess the bright spot, like you said, is the one point. But I just they should have beat them easily. I mean, you don't know the teams, but they should have beat them. Yeah, and it, it, if you're going to be considered a serious contender, then then I just feel like the performance should have been a lot better. And they're, they're I mean, it's it's an 82 game season, so you're going to have these types of games. I'm not trying I'm not trying to overreact here or anything like that, but like it's one of those games where it, the Preds are probably going to be in that conversation of being right around that uh, borderline of making a playoff. And these points matter, and leaving points on the table, even oh, one absolutely. point, does matter. So when you're playing a team that you really should, uh, I don't want to say dominate, but you should. You're definitely the much better team on paper. You feel like that should have been a, a pretty yeah. relatively easy win. And let's. Be, I'm going to be totally honest here. I actually think they're lucky that they got a point in that game. I because agree. 100%. The Blackhawks were. They had their plenty of chances in their own right to uh, to to score more than than one goal in regulation. But <laughs> they did. luckily Saros was there and he was, he was solid. Oh man. And and that's what, I think I said something about that. I tweeted it out. Like it's such a waste. He did such a good job and he always does a good job. And then, and then to them, for them to not get the two points was just pretty disappointing actually. I mean, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. And overtime ended pretty quickly as well. Like it didn't take long yeah. at all. No, uh, it yeah, took yeah. Uh, 30, 37 seconds into overtime. Uh, Alex Debrinkit, which is a he's a really good goal scorer. He's one of the very few good players that they have. Uh, he got his seventh goal of the season. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Kane got his seventh assist of the season. So uh, their their top stars came through there. Of course, the Preds are still without Philip Forsberg, so you got to take that into account. But yeah, so Alex Carrier he got the lone goal of the night. It was unassisted. So Matt Duchesne. Cooled off a little bit because he he's a been on a hot. He did have a good look, and so let's let's, look, let's switch to the positive now. We're going backwards now chronologically. We're not going <laughs> in order at all here, but I still like to start with the the bad news before I get to the good news. Just the way I am. 
Friday night, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that my was a gosh. Good game. I mean, yes. that was such – even if you didn't have a dog in the hunt, oh, my gosh, oh, yeah. that game was like so hockey, fun. Yeah. I mean, it was so – it was back and forth from when the game started. Just mm-hmm. end it. End-to-end action. Both teams trading blows. Both teams testing the other team's goaltender. I mean, Thatcher Demko and and UC Soros were trading great saves after great (laughs) saves. When they did get beat, it was the product of really good goals. The two goals that Soros got beat on were – he basically just got pulled out of his net really far, and they were just really strong goals. Of course, let's talk about Matt Duchesne's goal, which was – for me, it was the turning point in that game. The Preds are down two to one. The uh, the the Canucks are starting to really take over momentum, and and Duchesne breaks loose like he can do. <coughs> yeah, aggressively skates into the zone, breaks in on Thatcher Demko, beats him backhand, very similar to the way he scored the game winner last year in the playoffs to beat the Hurricanes. Oh yeah, yep. I got to tell you, man, I've always liked Matt Duchesne. We've talked about him for several seasons, waiting for him to get hot. I hope that he can keep this up because I really like watching him play. He has got such good puck control. I just love watching him pass the whole nine yards. He's he's playing really well. Hopefully he can uh, continue. Yeah, I mean, when, he's, when he is locked in and when he's playing aggressive yeah. like he's been doing, he is – and it, he, he's a player that's – Definitely can live up to this contract. The problem Not is he. Ha- the problem is he's never done that, and he's yeah. been a very streaky player for a big part of his career. I looked at some really good numbers on him. I know it's early, but I looked at the pace that he's on through his first eleven games. I have not factored it in since the Blackhawks game. Full disclosure, but going into the Blackhawks game, he was on pace to score thirty-seven goals. He was on pace to easily shatter his career high. In shots on goal. I'm like, here for it. <laughs> if you look at his career seasons, his best seasons in his hockey career, one of his most productive seasons was the season before he went to the Nashville Predators, the summer of yep. 2019. He split time with Columbus Blue Jackets and the Ottawa Senators. Had a really good playoff performance for the Columbus Blue Jackets that year. And then that's when the Predators went in and signed him for that $56 million uh, total contract that runs to 2025. And it looked um, amazing at the time. It looked like a great the deal. Type of, the type of pace he's on right now is an actual better pace, more efficient pace than what he was on the season before the Predators signed him. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Now, That's what we see. He, unfortunately, he can be a streaky player and he has these disappearing acts where he'll go on these 10-game stretches where he just – doesn't do anything. Matt Duchesne did not score his fifth goal of the season last season till the last game of the 56-game <laughs> regular season. You want to talk about blowing your mind. That's insane. I didn't realize that. I did not He was completely that. invisible for much of last season for many different reasons, not all his fault. But I will say he was <laughs> – Basically ineffective. Yeah. And something, some some type of uh, switch has been flipped to where he is on another level right now. I think, I think he hears, he's got to hear the chatter. I mean, 
Those guys oh, yeah. say they don't pay attention, but I think they do pay attention. And um, man, for like we said, three seasons we've been going hearing about it, and now it looks like he's finally doing something. He's leading the team in goals with five, so that's awesome. Um, I think he might be second in points, which is cool. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, right there. Yeah, so I mean, you know. He's playing he's good. Be, he's, he's being the leader good. that he needs to be. I'm telling you, like, and I know they're all going to have these games where they're, where they're where they're held in check and they don't score a point. I mean, none of these players are Nathan or Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid or oh. or uh, Austin Matthews or all these. You know, none of these players are like that where they're just going to go off every single game. But a player like Matt Duchesne, okay, he was left off the score sheet against Chicago. Quite frankly, the entire team had a really terrible showing. Let's see how he bounces back against Dallas now. That, that's, that's what you want to see. You want to see quick turnarounds. You don't want to see Matt Duchesne stretch a one game where he didn't really do much into like a five-game stretch where he doesn't do anything. That's yeah. what you're worried about. That's the, knock on, that, that's the knock on Duchesne is he likes to disappear on you. And so that's we'll know for sure here in the next couple weeks if this is all fool's gold what we're talking about here, or is it legit? We're going to find out in the next couple of weeks when it comes to Matt Duchesne. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, another, hopefully he's I, on the upswing. Another big, another big moment in that game. I'm telling you, Soros did end up making some really clutch saves there at the end. And here's what really changed that Canucks game was special teams. How about mm-hmm. the Preds penalty kill holding the Canucks to 0 for five on their power play? whereas the Preds went two out of three on their own power play. That's your difference maker right there. I mean, that's – when I was watching the live watch along for the Hockey Podcast Network a YouTube channel, which you need to go subscribe to along with our own YouTube channel tonight if you're yeah. watching or if you're listening to the podcast <laughs> the next day, please go do that. It helps us out a ton. And you can get in on these episodes every time we stream it live. You can get in on the discussion and have a lot of fun with that. Uh yep. But when I was watching the episode with him, and he, I'm watching it with a Canucks fan here, a lot of Canucks fans, we, the Preds fans were actually very outnumbered in this live watch-along. Oh, so yeah. many Canucks fans. And every, I kept telling Isha, the pre, first period, second period, the Preds are going to take a couple more penalties, dude. They're going to keep taking oh, yeah. penalties. This is what this team does. They take penalties. And, and I kept saying, if the Preds keep playing with fire, it's going to burn them, and it's going to burn them to the point where they're going to lose this game. But I stand corrected in this. You the Preds somehow killed off all five Canucks power plays. <laughs> they were blocking shots. They blocked a ton of shots that game. The number is insane. 28, 28. to 11 and blocked shots over the, over, the, uh, over the Canucks in that game. So you don't have you don't have to look very far to figure out why the Preds figured out a way to win that game, and they still only won the game three to two. It's not like the game was a domination game on the scoreboard. Right. The game was very much hanging in the balance <laughs> till the end. And those yeah. are your two key key moments right there: is yeah. special teams, penalty kill, and blocking shots, which those two go hand in hand. Right, blocking. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, a lot of times you got to block those shots when you're on the penalty kill. So yeah. there, there's your difference maker. Yeah, two of the three goals were power play goals. One was by Roman Yossi, and the game winner was Philip Tomasino, which that's yes. always good to see, man. Awesome job, um, Tomasino, his third goal of the season. Yeah, and then, actually, of course, and then of course Roman Yossi 
had uh, got his fourth goal of the season to continue his uh, mm-hmm. efficient, normal start that he's always on. Yossi's goal was out from the point, one of those uh, wicked shots that Yossi knows how to do where he's way out top and just mm-hmm. ridiculous accuracy. Yeah, <clears throat> especially from that far out. Yeah, it's crazy. That's his shot, that's for sure. Yep. So now going into mon- now going into Monday's action, uh, you look at the division standings. The Preds are in fourth place with 13 points. They're just three points out of first place. Minnesota is at 16 points. St. Louis is at 15 points. Winnipeg's at 14. Nationals at 13. So we're t- we we talked about this going into the season. Go and l- listen to our episodes leading up to the season opener. We said, can the Preds start off playing well? Don't dig yourself an early hole. I was super worried about this October schedule being very difficult and they were going to fall in this deep hole in the standings. Guess what? Crisis averted. They had they did not fall in a deep hole. They did figure out a way to string together some wins. They're still on a very good streak as far as getting points in every single game. The I think it's like what? 7 of the last 8 games they they've at least gotten yeah. a point. They've, right. the, the one game they've lost was to the Winnipeg Jets in that stretch. They've, yeah, beaten, the, mean, they've beaten the Flames over that stretch. They've beaten the Canucks over that stretch. They've beaten the Islanders over that stretch. They've beaten some really good teams. And then they got a, a – it was a dud, but they still got a point against the Blackhawks. So they're figuring out a way to get points. They're hanging around. They're pretty much an even goal differential on the season, only a negative one. So they're competing. They're doing yep. what you want to see them do right now, and it's through uh, 12 games. Very small sample. There's still a lot to learn about this team. But right now, they're, they're, I think they're slightly outperforming preseason expe- expectations. I would agree. I'll give them that. a slight. I'll give them a very slight outperforming. Yeah, I didn't expect them to, to play this well, especially, like we said, the schedule was a little tougher. Um November's looking pretty good for them. Uh, the game against the Stars is a first of a back-to-back. The next night they're in, uh, in St. Louis, so that's probably going to be a tough game. Those Actually, both of those will be tough. Those are uh, kind of rivalries with Predators, so, you know, those, those will be two tough games. And then they got Arizona coming in on the Saturday, next Saturday, so – that's another one of those ones you got to be careful, man. Don't overlook. You got to be careful. You can't overlook. You can't overlook anybody in the NHL. No, absolutely, you can't. No, I've always All right. said that any, any team in the NHL is capable of beating any other team on any night. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. So let's get into our next segment of Catfish on Ice. This is episode seventy-eight with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe, brought to you by DraftKings. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Promo code THPN with some exciting offers, exclusive offers with that promo code. And let's get into uh, – let's talk about the rookie race here. Let's talk about how the Preds not ha- don't have one, but two realistic rookies who can get some attention, be in this rookie race. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to win it, but they are very much in it right now. And the two I got are Tanner Janot and Alex Carrier. And going into the season, I wasn't sure in particular if Tanner Janot was going to be considered a rookie because of the game requirement. And I didn't know how they I didn't know how they were going to uh, assign people as rookies based on how last season was a shortened season and Tanner Janot was right around that cutoff. 
He sure but was. He, but he is indeed considered a rookie this year. Yeah. I, and, and, and Alex yeah. Carrier is as well. You've got two very critical, important players that are playing a lot of minutes for the Preds right now who are rookies. So it's going to be very exciting to track their progress in the uh, in the NHL's Rookie of the Year race this year. Yeah, of the two, I think Jano is getting a little more traction, uh, a little more exposure. Um, yes, because of the way he plays his game, he, he's had some pretty massive hits on some guys that get a lot of attention. Um, everybody likes oh, to see that. He, so. I'm, I'm telling you right now, outside of the Nashville market, unless you're just a really diehard. A person who really just follows every team closely. Yeah. There's a lot of people who follow this game closely who don't know a lot about Tanner Janot outside of this market. I'm telling you straight up right now. Which is insane. Well, yeah. you got to think about it this way, though. Tanner Janot went a very different route than a lot of these rookies. That's that true. He, did, he wasn't drafted. He took notice in, the, in a very – I can't even remember which league it was he he took notice in before the Preds uh, signed him as a free agent. I got to go back and look that up. But he was signed as a free agent out of the minor leagues. He was undrafted. So he was on no one's radar originally, whereas a lot of these rookies who get in these rookie of the year races, they were already being tracked very closely leading up to the draft because they were going to get drafted in the first or second round. Like, uh, so – Jano is like a very unexpected player who's getting national attention right now that outside of the Preds market, people are just now learning about this guy, believe it or not. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, just to watch watch him play, like he is I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. He just has so much grit and to his game and like he doesn't take anything off anybody and he's always fighting, you know, for position and like laying the big hits so i mean he, he's he's definitely one of our favorites that's for sure um yeah i don't know he's we're just gonna have to see if he can keep up his uh production here i mean he's got five points through 12 games he's when it comes to the rookie list he's right there i mean he's you're looking at it right now. Lucas Raymond is who's kind of taking everyone by storm right now for the Red Wings. He's got uh 10 points uh, this was coming out. This was just a couple of days ago, so that he might have a few more points by now. But uh, you're, you're seeing a very close rookie race. There's it, you don't have a a, um, a a Kaprizov this year. Like last year, it was Kaprizov right. who was just like running away with it. And everyone was like, "Oh, no one can stop Kaprizov on the Minnesota Wild." This season, there's a lot of it's very close race. Like there's going to be a lot of really good rookies that are going to be in the mix here. It's going to be a fun – I always like watching the Rookie of the Year race, the yeah, the, uh, the Calder Trophy mm-hmm. uh, race. I, it's always fun to watch. You've got um, you've got Cole Sillinger in there which for the Blue Jackets, which is a prospect that I really wanted the Preds to take at the time. I think he got taken before the Preds actually picked. But uh, he's up there with a set with five points. Uh, so Tanner Janot mm-hmm. is right here in the mix with a lot of these really good prospects. What's crazy is he took a very different route to the NHL than a lot of these rookies who were in this race. That's kind of what's cool about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I looked at a couple of different lists, and uh, Janot was like hovering around the ninth or tenth spot. Um, like the one I'm looking at now, he's in tenth. So, yeah, yeah, he's right in there, man. I mean, you might, most of the guys that are around him have around the same amount of points as him. So, you know, anything can happen if he gets hot. 
you know, and then you look at uh, you look at Carrier, very similar. Uh, he also did not take a very direct path into this moment of being a rookie. He's he 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 put in his work in the AHL before he finally started getting called up and getting regular playing time with the Nashville Predators. He's a twenty-five-year-old so rookie, exactly. <laughs> And this is actually his. This would be his last year of eligibility as a rookie because right. I'm pretty pretty sure when you hit age 26, no matter how much you've played before, you can't be considered a rookie anymore. I think you're right. So the Preds have two rookies that aren't your prototypical rookies this year. Yeah, I'm just looking at the points. Tanner Janot is actually 24 as well. So yeah, they're really um, yeah. So I got crazy. it right. Yeah, so I got it right here. Uh, he played for Moose Jaw in the Western Hockey League. That's I right. couldn't remember exactly which league it was. He put up 40 goals and 40 assists in 72 games as an alternate captain in 2017-18. And then that's when Nashville signed him as a free agent in April of 2018. And we were all like, who is this guy? And now he's like one of our favorite players. That's kind of funny. Yeah, and then what John Hines had to say here, this is from NHL.com. When you look at his track record as a player, he always starts from the bottom up and gets better. He can rise to the occasion at each level. It's nice to have guys like that on the team. So uh, that's your Tanner Janot there. He took the hard route into the moment he's in now. And what do you know? Now he's among the most efficient rookie scorers in the league right now. Pretty cool. And then when when you look at Carrier – 25-year-old, he's averaging almost 21 minutes of ice time right now. So he is kind of taking the route that Fabro took at first, which is, hey, we're going to let you play with Matthias Eckholm. So you better be ready to produce because these are Absolutely. some – that's a big slot to fill on the on that pairing. And, I mean, he's 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 producing. He's doing a lot of good things. He's he's doing what he needs to do. He scored a goal. He scored the lone goal against the Blackhawks last night. And so he's also very much in the mix when it comes to the rookie race. So we got two really good ones to follow this year. Yeah, Carrier was was awesome because like he really took his opportunity in camp to just show what he could do. Um, he played in 19 games last season. He had three points. He's already got five points this season in 12 games. So he took a big leap um, last year being on the taxi squad and and just getting those minutes last year. And now he's like, like you said, he's playing with Matias Ekholm. So it's it's good. Yeah, I like them. See, he's, see he's you think really you think about a team like the Preds, and then you think about a team like the Vegas Golden Knights, and how they are doing things two completely different ways. Whereas right. the Vegas Golden Knights have built their team through signing big time players on the open market, just like they just got Jack Eichel. Yeah, Jack Eichel. Whereas, yeah. whereas the whereas the Preds, they have the team they have now is pretty much entirely homegrown. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, you can say, of course, Matt Duchesne's not homegrown. Ryan Johansson was originally brought here way back when, but I'm saying the point is either these players have been here for a super long time and and grown with the team or they've, a lot of these players have come through the system and gone the hard way into getting (laughs) to where they're at now. Yakov Trenin. Even Colton Sissons, he 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 can't. He was uh he started playing from a from a very early point in his career, playing big minutes for this organization. 
you're seeing players who are key parts of this team this year who came through the hard way. They climbed yeah. their way up. They worked their way up the ranks. The, yeah, like you said, the majority of, of the roster is that way. Yeah, they've all – You got you got Mikael Granlund, who was definitely brought here through an offseason acquisition. You throw Matt Duchesne in there, of course. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's a very – it's a very homegrown type of roster. Yeah. Roman Yossi is homegrown. Matthias Eckholm's homegrown. Philip Forsberg is. For I still count. Homegrown. I still count him homegrown. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He never played. He never even played a game <laughs> for the Capitals. Yeah. So there you go. He's homegrown. That still we'll haunts them. That. that still haunts them in their nightmares, too. I know. You know it does. Oh, man. Yeah, and of course, he. I mean, you can throw Matt Benning and Mark Borowiecki in there. They're not homegrown. But as a majority, the right. team is very homegrown. And you see you see in the across the league, teams really go two different routes with this. They either take the long route, the hard route, to try to build their team up through their prospect pool. And then you see the teams who go for these big splashes. The Preds have gotten burned on these big splashes in the past. So it seems like they're taking the route now finally of, no, we're going to develop our talent. We're going to have a really good prospect pool, and we're yep. going to go about it that way. I'm telling you straight up, when I think about the Vegas Golden Knights, they better win it this year because that oh, yeah. it, their, bu- their bubble is going to burst very, very <laughs> soon. I think they have to do something. As of right now, when Eichel comes and plays, they're going to be like, I thought I read $10 million over the cap. So they're going to have to figure something out somehow. I don't know how they – figure all that money out but yeah it's um, gonna be weird yeah it will be weird so it's pretty crazy that the preds have never had a rookie of the year uh winner oh yeah yeah even uh, even philip for even philip forsberg's insane rookie season that he had yeah. uh where he put up like 60 plus points that year well, even since, he he since did 2017, not since 2017 you know they haven't really given been given opportunities that much, you know, Poyle kept That's the team a very good together point. and, you know, they haven't, gonna, they, have, they haven't had to rely on any type of rookies to do anything for them. Do anything. Absolutely. For and really the, for really since Forsberg, they really haven't had to lean right. on anyone. And if you, if you think about it, it's kind of bad a little bit because we're just now seeing Ellie Tolvanen. We're just now seeing Carrier, you know? So, yeah. Philip Forsberg's um, Philip Forsberg rookie season was 2014, 2015, where he put up he played all 82 games as a 20-year-old rookie, which is just mind-boggling. Yep. 20 he put up 63 points that year. Wow. 63 points. I mean, people forget how dominant he was right away when he came here to the president. People forget how long he's been here. Like, he's been here since – he came here as a 20-year-old. Like, everyone wants to talk about Thomas, you know. Okay, Philip Forsberg, yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, it's insane. And now everyone's always longed for him to – if he could put up 64 points this season, oh, my um, God, people would fall over themselves. Oh, they'd love it. Yeah. And he I mean, did it at, and he did it as a 20-year-old rookie. Like, yeah. it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that. He is so he is so close, like, to being an elite player. He's, like, right on the doorstep, and he just cannot, for whatever he reason. Was, he, just, finished, he finished fourth place that year in the Calder Trophy race. Oh, wow. And I've got to look – I've got to – before we get to Kyle Perkins, he's about to join us for Perks Picks. i got to see who the hell – Beat him that year. 
Who won the Carter Trophy? I'm looking it up right now because I, I I've looked this up before, but I can't remember. Oh wow! All right, Forsberg was up against a ridiculous rookie class. You want to hear the three rookies that finished ahead of him? I do because I can't remember. In the voting, but who's number three? Number three was Johnny Goudreau. Okay. Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey. He was 21 years old. Number two was Mark Stone for Ottawa. Okay. Well, he was 22 years old. And number one, I would have never guessed this. Number one was Aaron Ekblad. Oh, wow. 18-year-old defenseman. Wow. He got 73% of the vote, 71 first-place votes. He had 39 points that year. But as a defenseman, they obviously gave him more credit because he was a defenseman that year, apparently. But, uh, yeah, so Forsberg Forsberg was was second place among, among rookies with 63 points. Mark Stone and Johnny Goudreau Johnny had 64 points. So Forsberg was right there to win it to win the to win rookie of the year that year, and yeah. just uh, we, just we him him. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, Tanner Janot is not scoring 63 points this year. I'm just gonna be gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very genuine and not get anyone's hopes up on that one. That is not his game. Not his game. <laughs> not his game at all. So. Yeah, I would agree. I think you're safe by saying that, that he's not going to get 63 points. That's funny. I'm going to go ahead and call my shot on that one. Yeah, you did it. I think you're good. I think you are good. Hey, Kyle Perkins in here for Perk's picks. Oh, that's cool because <clears throat> when he gets in here, you we uh, put a, some questions. Some people had some questions and some comments to read real quick. Um, Lindsay um, responded. She had a question for us. Um, which game would you prefer Riddick to get into in the next back-to-back with the Preds? So we got a back-to-back coming up now. And then we've got – I think there's another one like around the 1st of December. So what game do you think he's going to get in? Well, we got we got Kyle Perkins joining us now. What's, What's up, up, Kyle? Kyle? How you doing, man? Pretty good. Yourselves? Uh, we're hanging in there, man. We're hanging in there. Uh, it's 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 uh, the press schedule's been so weird. I like never know what night of the week it is. Like they're playing these Sunday night games while the Titans are playing football. Like I'm just like all thrown off. I'm used to the Tuesday Thursday. I'm used to the Tuesday Thursday Saturday routine. Not yeah. all these Sunday night Friday night games. I'll make it easy yeah. for you. So they got a back to back coming up actually tomorrow or uh, Wednesday. They got Dallas and then St. Louis, and then they've got New Jersey and Colorado at the end of the month. Which one of those do you think would you rather Riddick get in instead of Saros? Dallas, St. Louis. Well, obviously, which one? I would. Uh, I, I I would not be against Riddick starting against Dallas the okay. next game. I like it. With the way the Blues are playing, I think that would probably be the better choice. Absolutely. So then here's you the gotta, hard one. You got New Jersey you or Colorado. Get, I mean, will Jack Hughes be back? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but I dumped him off my fantasy team, so I don't know if any of y'all took him yet. I finally got sick of waiting. I did not. I've got. I'm picking up everybody on IR that I can, just so that <laughs> I, I could, can be like. <laughs> I, 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 I got. I got sick of reserving four of my roster spots for people who weren't going to play for the foreseeable future, so I had to drop somebody. There you go. Gosh, don't. I don't even want to think about. My, I somehow 
somehow won this week. I don't know how, but anyway, yeah. we'll, we're not going to think about that. All so right, yeah. So got- Riddick. So Lindsay, oh, I think that I think hey Lindsay, I think that Riddick should start the next Preds game against the Dallas Stars this Wednesday. I think that would be a great time. He should be fully uh, ready to start a game, and this is a perfect time. Let's talk about David Riddick. That that awesome story. Yeah. Uh, that was well, not really a story. It's just a moment. It's something great that happened, uh, where he reached out to a fan that was there and it just shows that he's such a really good uh rich kind of tell us the story man yeah so there was this there was a little boy i cannot remember what his name is uh, in uh, calgary flames fan and there was a video his dad put up um when he found out that david riddick was not going to be playing for calgary anymore the little boy started crying i mean his kid's probably like seven seven or eight or whatever so he was actually supposed to meet David Riddick, but because of COVID, he couldn't do all that. So Riddick actually contacted the guy's father and set up a meeting when they played Cal- when the Predators played Calgary to meet the little boy um, in yep, the stand. Right here, yeah. He gave him a signed stick, um, took pictures with him, and then like he actually did a FaceTime video with him because he couldn't be around him because of the COVID. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the little boy's name is Oliver. There you go. Yeah, Oliver. I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. And he, uh, yep. yeah, you see the video here where, I mean, he he took time out of his – he took time. This is what it's all about right here. Like, forget yeah. about wins and losses. Forget about all that stuff. We love all that. But you know what? This is where – this is players using their platform for good yeah. uh, because that that little boy, <laughs> that his life is going to be changed. He's going to remember that forever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, awesome. that is yeah. – I mean, it's just so cool. I love it. Yeah. It is. So then on, on Twitter, Lindsay had one more question I'm going to ask you guys before we get on to Perks Picks. So she says, would you rather fight Yakov Trenin or Tanner Janelle? <laughs> um, I, Kyle, I'm going to let you take that one. Um, <laughs> I know my answer. I'm kind of – this will surprise you. I would rather fight Tanner yes. because Yakov – literally went to school for boxing there you go he literally went to school for it so he's a trained fighter i mean he did and he also as we've talked about before cracked chara in the jaw (laughs) okay okay go kyle and then i got i got my response to that but go ahead real quick kyle uh janos fight in the the vancouver game the other day uh, oh, man. Have y'all seen that some people on hockey fights actually thought that uh, who did he fight? Shin? I did see that. Uh, I did see yeah. that. There, there was people that voted for him to win. He didn't throw a punch. That's because they think that they think it. They think if you end up on your back and you're the one that gets taken down, like it's an MMA fight or something, that somehow that means the guy won. Yeah, I saw that too. And then I think I think she's missing one though, like Borbieski. So that fight he got into, he put a whooping That's on the, that dude. I'm sorry. I think the Borough fight's the best fight of the year so far. There's oh been some gosh. really good ones. But uh, I've already been on record to say that if they gave out Stanley Cups due to the best fighting team, Preds would be a dynasty, hands down. So. Yeah, but uh, let me answer that question. I would actually rather fight Yakov Trenin because I know he's going to end it quick. Uh-oh. Like oh, he's yeah. going to – <laughs> He's probably gonna knock me. He's gonna knock me out cold with one punch. I'm gonna wake up like ten minutes later. Like, what happened? Like, where am I at? Whereas I think I, I feel like Tanner would punish me. He would just like he would like 
not completely knock me out, but he would like still give me the business and just like rough me up. And I would just have to suffer through it. Yakov, he Yakov would just end, Yakov would just end it quick. He would just a quick like just rough, you know, just knock me out quick. So I'm I'm gonna take Yakov. I had to think about it, go. but uh I'm taking Yakov. All right, let's get without further ado. It's episode 78. It's Monday. It's a great time of the week because we get another edition of Perks Picks. Let's get at it. Let's we'll hear his first pick of the week. All right. First one is Matt Duchesne. Is third. Is good at hockey. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I'll, he's had five points in the last five games. Uh, could he be turning into the player that David Poole went all Moby Dick, the white whale after? Boy, did uh, And just mortgaged the farm to get this guy and now he's actually showing shades of playing that way he's always in the play uh he's playing good defensive hockey um his zone entries have been outstanding hey rich he's not getting pinched behind the net anymore either i know man i noticed that that's awesome he must be listening to the podcast i think so i think Uh, and it's just the (coughs) passing and the fact that he's shooting the puck as much as he is now, I believe he's kind of took the the role of playing that right wing and has said, okay, if they're going to make me do this, I'm going to make it my own and I'm going to be good at it. And I'm not going to huff and puff and pout. He's, it looks like he's more bought into the system this year. It looks like he's having more fun. Yeah. I agree. I, agree. 100%. I will say, so I've been saying this, uh, Think about so they wanted to unload Matt and Shane over the offseason. They they didn't protect him against Seattle with the Seattle expansion draft. They didn't protect Ryan Johansson either, and instead they protected Tanner Janot, which I I've already on full record of saying I'm glad they did that. And David Poyle looks like a genius for doing that. But whether we like it or not, the Preds and Matt Duchesne are stuck together. For the foreseeable future, they are. So they might as well. They, so they might as well make the best of it. And yep. as of right now, in a very small sample size, Matt Duchesne is making the best of it, and he's making the best of it for his team. I, and if he can keep this up, you've got two really awesome scenarios that can come out of this. That can go hand in hand. Not only does he make the Preds competitive and a hopefully a playoff caliber team, but if David Poyle decides to be really shrewd and really uh, cunning in his moves like he, he's been known to be, he might decide to surprise all of us and trade Matt, not this season, but eventually if Matt Duchesne's trade value gets higher, we could see him dumped dumped off before his contract actually runs out. I would not put that – I would not sell that off at all. Cool. Yeah. I agree with that. And I think he knows, like, if he ever has any designs to go anywhere else, like, he's going to have to play better. So maybe that's what it is. Who knows? So it's a, it's a, my point is, it's a win win scenario. Absolutely. So it's great to see. Another thing to look at on that is uh, Forsberg, his contract. That's true. He has durability issues. He does. Yeah. (laughs) You're right. Um, (laughs) He's missed substantial amounts of times time the last three seasons in a row do we really want to pay him big money or do they want to trade him at the deadline and build more for the future uh, 
That's a very good point you bring up, and that's exactly why when I found that's exactly why when I found out that Forsberg was uh, week to week, which that's the scariest designation you can have in hockey because hockey is so mysterious with their injuries. Like for instance, you take football, Derrick Henry. Eight to ten weeks is what they're giving you. Even an in- complex injury like that, we have a timetable at least. Like we don't know exactly, but we have a timetable. Week to week in hockey could mean anything. It could mean he's back this week. It could mean he's not back till next month. We really don't know. They just don't give us that information. And so that's what it doesn't scare me what the Preds are going to do in the short term. I think they can survive without him in the mm-hmm. short term. Like Kyle just said, what worries me is what's going to happen. How's this going to impact the trade deadline? It's very possible that. This could be the beginning of the end for Philip Forsberg in a Nashville Predators uniform. And I know that sounds doom and gloom, but hey man, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. If and I hate to even say season. it. I hated to even say it, but I, mean, I love you speaking. We 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 speak the truth on this podcast, even if it's not what we want to hear. Yep. So was that a pick? Was, did, did that that didn't count as a pick? Did it? No, no. That, All right. That was, a, extra. All right. That, was a, that was a tail off of the Duchesne. All right. Uh, All right. We'll go on to the next pick. We'll go on to happier things, and that's let the kids play. So we've had this line of Tolvanen, Novak, and Tomasino, and they've been impressive. They've really looked good together. Tommy Novak handling the puck has been relentless. If you see him trying to come into the zone, he will go in against two or three guys and just throw his shoulder into them. And it's like, I'm going to push you into the zone. And his his passing is what's been super impressive to me. He's not showing up a lot on the, the scorecard right now, uh, but he's, he's making opportunities for these other guys. Uh, and that shows up with uh, the expected goals per 60. Uh, uh, Tomasino is actually leading the team and expected goals per 60 minutes played with 1.25. And oh, Tolvanen wow. is third with 0.97. <laughs> so even though they're struggling, Tolvanen's struggling. He's snake bit. He looks like Duchesne did last year. He can't get a goal to go to save his life. And it's, he's like in baseball, he's got the yips. Uh, <laughs> the yips. He, he's, he's just, it's like the posts have magnets in them and the puck's just drawn to them. Well, you know, you noticed in the last game, he wound up being on the fourth line with uh, Grimaldi and Novak and they yep. moved Tomasino up into his slot. So, yeah. Um, and that's, I'd put that down as well, that with all the injuries they've had, they've had to break that line up. Um, and Hines had even said he was leaving that line together because he wanted chemistry for the future. Right. So, I think whenever you start getting pieces back in, that line will go back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the low-high power play goal from that started out with Novak, went to Cunning, and into Tomasino might be the nicest goal scored by the Predators in a long, long time. Uh, as far as just perfect passing, that looked like something that you would see from a McDavid and Drysidle on a power play, not from Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to see that very often. 
No, no, not at all. When it happens. And so, normally, definitely. normally the Preds score these dirty goals, which they still count the same, but they score these goals from outside, outside, and you look for a deflection or you look for um, one of those types of goals. But uh, yeah, this season in particular, they have been really doing a good job setting stuff up, especially on the power play. Like it just looks night and day. They're 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 productive. They're setting things up. They're uh, ma- I'll leave the Chicago Blackhawks game out of it, but other than that, they've really been. <laughs> They've been really uh, building on something, and so that's that's refreshing to see. That's the type of thing they needed coming into the season if they were going to outperform their uh, low preseason expectations. And so we'll have to, have to see if it continues. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go on to the next one, and that's the juice, as Chris juice. Mason would say. The juice. Uh, you like it, the juice. You like it, the juice. Um, so you see is 13th in goals saved above expected and fifth in expected goals against. So if you put those two stats together, that's going to show you that UC is still putting up good to great numbers and performances despite a terrible defensive effort in front of them. Uh, To be that low in uh, expected goals against and to still have even decent numbers, much less good numbers, that is – amazing he's he had the the bad goal against uh besser uh in uh, the vancouver game and mm-hmm. where he came out too far and he got in behind him yeah uh, i think he would like to have that one back but most mm-hmm. of them he's got scored on or ones that he's been screened or terrible terrible defensive plays in front of him um yeah so. yeah and that's what that's what hurts so bad about losing to chicago is he was playing out of his mind like he usually does, and all they can manage is one goal. And Carrier had to fight to get that goal. So you know, it's like yeah, uh, sucks. That it sucks for 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 Soros to, to play so well, and then and then not. Well, they did get a point, but well, you look winning. at the goal in overtime. Uh, Yossi comes in and tries to score on that little move he does going by the goalie, yep. so he has collapsed right into the net. So that leaves two Blackhawks players back for a two-on-one. Alex DeBrinkett is <laughs> right. a top-tier goal scorer. <laughs> you can't really fault UC on that. You let I'm, – I'm pretty sure Kane was the other one. It was. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's – you're danged if you do and danged if you don't. Which, which one do you block? And yeah, two of the best players on the team, just about. Well, that is, I, in my opinion, it is. So, yeah. Patrick Kane to me, has, since I've started watching hockey, is terrifying every time he's in overtime. Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. When you, you get that extra open ice, and he's just goes on a on a spree. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Um. So we'll go on to our next pick, and that's a uh, next man up. So uh, Nick Cousins leaves the game uh, 10 minutes into the second period. I don't know what happened. I didn't see it, and I haven't heard anything about it, but he did not play a single shift since then. Um, So you've already got Grimaldi in the lineup, who is taking Forsberg's spot. (laughs) So... That's kind of funny yeah, to that's, say. That's not a really. That's not. A, I love. I love Grimaldi, but that is not too. an even swap. <laughs> no. So the question is, who 
takes that open spot, who's going to be the call up? Or there's one other super super awful option. Um, um, I'll take I'll I'll take I'll take Matthew Olivier for 100, please, Alex. Or uh, that, I guess it's that is that is my <laughs> most probable choice, uh, especially consider they're playing Dallas. Uh, Dallas games are always chippy, nasty. They're rough games. Every Dallas game is a rough game. It's there's probably going to be fists thrown. There's probably going to be oh yeah, and yeah. and if that's going to be going down, Matteo's not a bad guy to have around. Don't no, it won't it it won't take very long for uh, Jamie Ben to get in a scrum. It won't take long for uh, for Ratty to get in a scrum. Yeah. Uh, these two teams literally don't like each other. Like I know that that's thrown around a lot. It's a cliche in sports. But um, it there, there's legit bad blood between the Stars and the Preds, and because they play so similar styles, so mm-hmm. they just they and they're in the division together, and they're very likely going to both be battling for possibly a wild card spot. That's very possible, and I can promise you, the Stars and those key players like Jamie Ben remember very well that the sole reason why they did not make the playoffs last year is because they could not beat the Preds in overtime. Oh yeah, and it was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> it was so beautiful. So, so I want to know what the last option is. I want to hear you say it out loud. Uh, there's two more. I want to hear. Well, I want to hear the last one, especially. the The second one is a, the one that I would love to see happen, and that would be Igor uh, get a Fanasayev up, let him get his first game, because um, you're already right. missing a sniper type player with Forsberg. Uh, Igor's a big-bodied guy, so it's not like he's going to get pushed around a lot. The third and terrible option... Here it comes. <laughs> ...is the Preds play 7-D and put Ben Harper back in the lineup. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Preds Twitter on fire. I mean, I mean sadly <laughs> enough, I would not be surprised by that at all. It would not surprise me either. I, I, I really think Ben... I, I think you've said this before, Rich... But I'm pretty sure Ben Harper has some dirt on John Hines. I think he does. Got to. Like he knows something we don't know. And Ben Harper's like, if you don't put me in the like he can pretty much call uh Coach Hines up any day and be like, Hey, um, I want to play tonight. Uh make sure you make it happen. And John Hines is like, Okay. Yes, sir. That that's I'm not being Adam Schefter here. I don't have any insider information or an insider scoop. I'm not Elliot Friedman here, but something weird's going on behind the scenes because I don't know how Ben Harper keeps finding his way into this lineup. <laughs> like, like since we started talking about Harper a little more this season, like I've started watching him a little more closely than I did before, and he's so out of position all the time. And this I mean, is purely this is pure. This is purely just judging his game. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yes. We are just going off of the game itself. And it's just – it's so blatantly obvious. And I've never seen uh, Preds fans all come together one, almost 100% on a certain topic. Normally this fan base likes to fight with each other tooth and nail on so many freaking things. I've never seen a fan base – this fan base come together almost unanimously on one topic. And it is Ben Harper and that mm-hmm. he should not be playing. But John Hines is that one person that gets to make the decisions. and. He keeps putting him in. So I don't know. I got nothing. It's, it's an enigma, that's for sure. 
Yeah, in my notes next to that option, it says, Dear God, kill me now. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> um, I, I, but you brought up Afanasyev. I loved it, but I, I just – I love him, and I, he's going to get his chance to shine. It's going to happen. Um, I just think the Preds are – what they're doing right now is working, and I don't want to disrupt – the flow of what they're doing right now. And I think you can easily plug in Matthew Olivier to how the Preds are playing right now. And you wouldn't really miss a beat on it. Like, and I do think Olivier has some sneaky offensive talents. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to come out there and just blaze around for six shots on goal and be a Tomasino out there, but he can, he can put some shots on goal, but really you want players that are going to play this style we are who we are. We don't need to run away from it. We don't need to shy away from it. We're a rugged team. Uh, we're the team that, you know, Chris Mason says it all the time on the broadcast. We are a physical, grinded-out style. I know there's a lot of fans who hate that. They hate saying that all the time. They want to see the flashiness. But you got to take what you got on this roster. And this roster says you got to win that type of way. And so if Cousins is out – you got to put Olivier in. And I actually think Olivier brings a little bit more offensive uh, ability than Cousins. I I just feel that way. So we'll see. But we'll see. That's interesting. It's very interesting, Kyle, that you brought that up because I didn't, I didn't even really realize that Cousins was in danger of missing any time. So so here's a question real quick. If, if Cousins doesn't come back, <clears throat> do you just put Olivier into his spot? Or do you move Tanner Genota into his spot and put a little? That's a whole. That's Sissons. a whole. I mean, we could spend a whole another hour talking about that. I mean, <laughs> uh, we're gonna, uh, what we do. What we do know is if Cousins is out, the lineups are going to be shuffled around once again. What do you yeah. think, Kyle? I think you move Genoa up. Uh, yep. His offensive upside so much more. Yep. Uh, I think his ceiling's a lot higher than Olivier as far. And as that line. follows. That follows right along with your uh, the name of this pick, which is next man up. Tanner Janot has absolutely shown that he can. He's deserved that right to move yeah. up when slots open. He's the one that should be next up in line to move up. So I like that. Me too. So the final pick of the day is get to the point. <laughs> what the Predators picked up one point against Chicago, and there was only <laughs> one point scored in that game. No assists, no nothing, just yeah. Alex Carrier scoring one goal that he did all by him, big boy self. And, yeah. and he had they, to fight for it. He fought everybody on that Blackhawks team yep. to get that goal in. He, I love there it. There was four guys down there, and he just would not be stopped. He was on his back after he shot it and everything else. Uh, Carrier's look so good. Um, mm-hmm. You really can't say enough good things about that kid uh he's looked he looked good when he played with yossi he's looked really good when he's playing with ekholm because ekholm's more your stay-at-home guy where carrier he kind of likes to go he he -hmm. likes to take the puck and go with it so you've got a good setup there with those two together uh but you've got to get the points especially against a team like chicago Chicago has been shelled so many times this year. I understand they just fired their coach. The guys were coming out and they were like, we're going to win this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but they are not that good of a team. No. So. No, once you once you get past like Kane, DeBrinket, and Tevs, 
I didn't know who any of them were. Well, <laughs> I, think I, I didn't recognize the, any. Well, Lankin and the, the way they played, the way they played that game. Honestly, I'm just happy they got a point because it, yeah. I think it was their worst performance of the year. It was. It was, it was. And they followed up their. They followed up what I think is one of their best performances of the year against the Vancouver yes. Canucks with their worst performance of the year. Like it's like they decided to just. And it happens. It's an 82 game season. I'm not going to overreact to it. I. I I just wish could it have came against a different team. If you're gonna, sh- why do you got to save your worst performance of the year against the freaking Blackhawks of all teams? And against like, a bad goaltender. Gosh, well, Lankin yeah. <laughs> Lankin looked really good last season. I don't know what he's he only did. played in three games. He's only played in three games, so I'm it's, not going to really, you know, get into the that. Team in front of him, the team in front of him yeah. is so bad. They have no defense. Seth Jones mm-hmm. looks like Ben Harper. How much uh, did they pay him? How much money did he make? Like nine and a half. Oh my gosh. Like well, hey, hold on. Hold on, Kyle. You can't say he looks like Ben Harper because I don't know if, if Ben Harper you go has by ever the stats. But it's Ben Harper ever. I'm pretty sure Ben Harper's never registered a point in his maybe he's registered one point in his career. I don't even know. But at least Seth Jones is getting some assists this season. Is he? But but when you put the contracts up there, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, it's yeah. pretty bad. Seth Jones. Seth Jones's contract makes Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson look like look like a bargain budget, but it looks like yeah. you got them at the Dollar Tree when you. Yeah, you stole it. That's literally what I was gonna say, Kyle. Great minds think alike. I was literally gonna go there. We so we got what? Matt. We got no. We get. We, I'll do it even better. We got uh, Seth Jones makes uh, makes Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson look like you got them out of that DVD bin in Walmart. The big DVD, DVD bin. the big DVD bin, where you had to you dig through it, you had to climb down to the bottom to yeah. find like a good movie or whatever. But yeah. uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe we got our diamond in the rough with Matt. Duchesne. You're like this. This cover looks good. I'll pay two dollars for it. Yeah. So here, I, real quick, I pulled up Harper's stats. He's played in the NHL for six seasons. Obviously, not like the first two, not very much. 14 points. That's how many points he has in six seasons. One goal. That's all he's got. One goal. And that came in 2018, 2019. Ouchies. Ouchies. Big ouchie, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's an ouchie. All right. So, hey, this is this week's edition of Perks Picks. We got one more thing to get to because we acknowledge greatness when greatness happens. And we need to go ahead and – just savor the time we have left watching Alex Ovechkin play hockey. Uh, and I wanted to make sure Kyle was with us when we talked about this real quick to round out episode 78 of the podcast. And that is Alex Ovechkin. He's ties Brett tonight Brett yep. Hall. on the all-time goals list. And if you take out the lockouts and you take out the COVID shortened seasons and all that, I mean, he'd be right there with Gretzky. He'd be getting close, maybe even passing him this season if it wasn't for that. Kind of, Kyle, what do you think about Alex Ovechkin and just uh, how do you feel about him? Are you, do you love his game? Are you a fan? even a press player? Obviously, like, how do you feel about him? Well, Ovi's probably one of my top five players that I like that aren't Preds players. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> I enjoy him. He's all he's got this. This seems like he's got this joy for life. And he's always got this big goofy smile on his face. And it's hard for me not to like a guy like that. Uh, and he, he just, he goes to this spot and he says, here I am. Stop it. 
if you can. And there, there's there's mm-hmm. there's something there's something like it reminds me of the movie Major League. Um, if you go back in the day, he's like, I'm going to throw a 97 mile an hour fastball oh, yeah. at you and you're not even going to swing. And uh, it's basically the same thing. Ovi's going to stand in his circle and he's going to cannon that thing at your face and you can try to stop it if you want to. Yeah. And I, I just respect that. It's just ridiculous to I see do him do that shot. So the, uh, the I, I right there with you, man. Yeah. The pace he's going, I think he'll definitely get into third this year. So Yarmir Yager's in third, seven hundred. Coming up on Yarmir Yager. Yeah. So I think he I think it's definitely possible for him to do that. After that, the real work's gonna begin because <laughs> Gordy Howe has eight oh one and then obviously Gretzky's got eight ninety four and uh Ovechkin is thirty eight years old. So but he's and he play He's very durable with the type of get style he plays. I mean, he's a rough player. Like he he doesn't shy away from contact at all out there. Right. But um, it's going to be really interesting to see how close he gets. Like how how much can he narrow the gap by the end of this current season? It's going to really yeah. make it Determine. seem like yeah. it'll put it in perspective for him. Like how much more I want to keep going or whatever. Yeah. But um, very I interesting I, I, stuff there. I could, I can see him getting into second. Um, yeah. F- first is, is going to be so a push. Speaking of which, speaking of which, yeah, I wanted to bring up Ovechkin for sure. Of course, we're brought to you by DraftKings. Can't leave DraftKings out tonight. Uh, we just watched a really crazy uh, sports weekend if you're a Nashville sports fan. Odds are if you're a Preds fan, you're also a Titans fan, you're a Nashville SC fan. You're probably a Tennessee Vols fan in football, even though I'm not. Um, what a wild freaking weekend. Sorry, Kyle. So, sorry to my two co-hosts right now who are both uh, Kentucky fans. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to bring it up, though. It was a really, really good weekend of sports. If you are a Preds, Titans, Vols, Nashville SC, and soccer fan, because all four of those teams got big wins over the weekend, uh, Nashville SC is going to host a home playoff game. The Titans won on primetime. Uh, football against the Rams without Derrick Henry. And of course you have, uh, you've got the Tennessee Vols who beat Kentucky, a huge game, a huge win for them there. So just a great weekend of sports and perfect time to bring up DraftKings because now the NHL season is completely underway. And DraftKings has finally got an offer for you now. And it's for all of our NHL fans with our promo code THPN. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NHL. And you've got $100 in free bets on the line right now if either team scores a goal on any game that you bet on. So I think your odds are pretty good because someone has to eventually score eventually, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure it can't end in a 0-0 draw, right? So I'm pretty sure this goes as a very good DraftKings offer for you if you use our promo code. THPN. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week. One puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. There's one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, 
we ask that you please call 1-800-GAMBLER. And of course, if your if sportsbook is not available in your state yet, then DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed because you can get into the daily fantasy. Of course, we're doing our fantasy hockey league. We got to oh, update yeah. everyone. Let's update everyone on that real quick because a lot of our uh, loyal listeners are in the league with us, and so we want to throw some love at how the league's going right now. And it's a pretty competitive league, I gotta say. Uh, we've got Matt Hardesty, who is part of Renegades of Puck, right? With you, uh, with you, Kyle? Doesn't he? Uh, sort of, kinda. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Uh, I believe that's <laughs> yeah, where I did I, meet Matt. Uh, I'm pretty sure he, he. I'm pretty sure he's involved with Renegades of Puck, and and uh, uh, Renegades- that's how I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's how I got in touch with him, anyway. Yeah, uh, Renegades has so many people that are. Kind, yeah. uh, involved. He got a lot of renegades. Kind of for, you forget who all's part of it. Sometimes I think he. I think he's part of it. But anyway, he's leading the league right now. He's crushing everybody. He's uh four and zero. He's four and zero, and he's got like way more points than anyone else too. So he's just dominating. Uh, you've got Lindsay, who's the who's the Flames fan, the David Riddick fan. She's very active on our episodes every night. Got to go throw her a lot of love because she <laughs> is coming in at second place right now. Yeah. And she's she's looking strong. Her team is looking really good. She's got uh, – I mean, gosh, I look at her team right now. She's got Matthew Chuck. She's got Johnny Goudreau. She's got Petrangelo. She's got Tomas Hurdle for the San Jose, who's going off this year. Uh, she's got uh, Vasilevsky and Nett. She's got a decent team. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my poor team, my poor team is all hurt. I don't even know every night when I look every day, when I look at my roster, I'm like, um, all right, who else is, who else is out? Oh, I forgot to tell everyone, not only do I have Kucherov and Mark Stone, who's on <laughs> IR for the, for probably the next season for all I know, I've also got <laughs> Phil Forsberg on my team. Oh, that's right. It's like, it's like, can that. I catch a break here? And I already had to drop Jack Hughes. I already had to drop Jack Hughes because you've only got so many, uh, IR spots. So listen to my team right now that I've had to piece together. I got Kopitar. I love that. He's doing pretty good for me. Here's how desperate I've had to get with mine. I've got Tom Wilson on my team, who's who's actually he's actually doing pretty good for me. But I've got I've got I've had I've had to sign Alexiak on my defense. I've had to I've got Yanni Gorday, Yanni Gord for uh for Seattle. So that's cool. But I mean, like, I've got Felino for Minnesota. I had to sign him this week. I mean, I've got like the most piece the together roster I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah right. And then I've got, I mean, I've got UC Soros and Net, but he gets hung out to dry like all the time. I mean, it's just yeah. like, I don't even know how I'm going to survive this season. Uh, I'm just not feeling good about it at all. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in sixth. Um, I barely know what I'm doing. I haven't traded that many people away or picked up very many people, but. Um, my, my, my big, uh, winner that I have is Alex Ovechkin. So he's always getting me some points. Um, And, and and you've already made it fully known that I could have taken Alex Ovechkin over Kucherov in the draft. And you took Kucherov because you, yeah. Kyle, how's your team doing, man? I know you're, you're the, uh, you're the goon squad. It looks like you're in fifth place right now. Yeah. I'm playing Lindsay this week, so I'm probably going to (laughs) lose, but you got a good team, though, man. I like your team a lot. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, there's so much potential. Sidney Crosby comes in and gets me negative three points. <laughs> I'm I'm still salty about that. Oh, you've got Ellie I mean, Tolman. 
You got Connor yeah. McDavid. You, he he's got Tara, you got Tara Vinen. I mean, you got Tarasenko. You've got Kaprizov. You've got Rupe Hints. You've got a really good team. It, it could it could end up working out for you. Yeah, if, if, he's injured. And yeah. I also saw the I also saw the Carey Price is coming back. Yeah, he's supposed to be coming back to the team today. So, so. that'll be good for you. Did you just pick him up? You just picked yeah. him up, didn't you? Yep. Good dog. So now I have three really good goalies in Swayman, Chesterkin, and Price. So you sure do. Yeah, my goaltenders are not good. So I picked Flurry. I was like, yes, he's gonna do well. <laughs> nope. I'll not trade you a goalie for an Ovi. No, I don't think so. <laughs> No. no. Well, well, yeah, but you've got the you've got the built-in excuse of saying all season that you don't know what you're doing, so no one's going to hold it against you if you end up. Uh, That's true. Yeah. If you end up sucking, you've got you've got the like I used to always do this when I first got a job. I used to always, even though like I'd be like a year into the job, and then whenever I screwed up, I would just say, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's my first day." You're like I'm a new guy. training. I'm new. I don't know. I, I, like when I was younger and I first started working as a kid, like 17, 18, a, an older guy who I would have taught me that trick. He's, if you ever screw up, cause I was in the service industry. If you ever screw up and, and you make a, you make a customer mad, just, just act really sad and tell them it's your first day in your training and they'll feel really sorry. They'll feel really bad. And, and I'm like, that's really good. Like that's, I like that. But uh, like, all you, right. waited on, you waited on me last week. You're not new. Right. right. You served right. me three right. days ago. Yeah. You've been my bartender for the last six years. You're not new anymore. Yeah. Like, do you not recognize me? All right. <laughs> awesome. All right. It's been a really fun episode. Uh, episode 76, 78, I'm sorry, of Catfish on Ice. It's been really fun. This has been presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, stay tuned. We got a watch along coming up in the next two weeks. We will announce which game that will be. We'll be watching the president live and react to it on our YouTube channel. Stay tuned for that. Until then, this has been Catfish and Ice episode 78 with Chad Mitten, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. We will see you later this week for episode 79. We will have some Preds hockey to react to once again. Another back-to-back coming up against the Stars and the St. Louis Blues. Two really hated teams in a row, so you got to get ready for it. So until, so until then, everyone have a great week. We will see you later this week. Have a good one.